So it's such a blessing to be here. So uh, uh, the last few weeks we had so many great teachers. Last week you had Pastor David about the goodness of God, humility. We had Jeremiah about the grace of God. We had Evangelist Miguel about what the joy of the Lord. Before we had Murdy about the presence of God. We've been, God has been gifting us so many things, right? Because, you know, the Bible says, uh, God says, my people are destroyed with, the, uh, uh, with lack of knowledge. So we need to grow in wisdom and knowledge of God. Uh, yeah, in this life. So, uh, God desires us to grow. We can start right away. God desires us to grow. And um, God has blessed me and my wife with a wonderful daughter. But I noticed that she's been growing. You know, you know, there's a time for, you know, breastfeeding. There's a time for introduction to solid food. There'll be another time for crawling. There's another time of walking and running and, you know, maybe uh, having a car, having a family, you know. But we still remain God's children, right? So this is the desire God had for all of us. Stagnation in God is not of God. So if, if you look at a few examples, actually I'll, I'll share one I had with Pastor Dan. 2018, you know, I didn't know about evangelism till I worked with Pastor Dan. You know, and I remember we, we walked in uh, one of in front of Walmart, and it was my first time. I was shaking in my boots, you know. And he said, You know, you go and you read. He said, Do you know God loves you? You know, I remember approaching people, and out of fear, I forget everything. <laughs> I'm just looking at them. And Pastor Dan steps in, and he's like, You know, uh, do you know God loves you? And with time, I got better. With time, I'm like, oh, you know, the confidence grew, and now I can approach people. I cannot, you know, I'm still not like in his level or other people's level where they can see 10 people or 20 people and say, hey, I have something for you. I see five or 10, I start going in, in a different direction. You know what I mean? Because I'm not there where they are, but God wants to grow us. Amen. So if you look in the scripture, when Jesus met Peter, Peter was like a fisherman. But the end of Peter's life, his shadow could heal the sick. The presence of God, he was so one with Jesus, just showing up, people got healed. You know, if you see the same thing with Paul, Paul was, you know, was persecuting Christians. But the end, we see, you know, people... We used to like bring handkerchiefs or clothes for them to touch Paul and they take that to sick people who got healed. So you, you, know, you see that they carry the presence of God. Yes, some of them had up and downs uh, like, like uh, Peter, but God walked with them. So as children of the Most High God, we need to walk as Jesus walked. And uh, we can start with Matthew 14, 16. Uh, this is a quick example, you know, how God requires us. You know, this is Jesus feeding the 5,000. And it's very interesting what Jesus said to the disciples. 
Sooner or later, you have to let them, you know, try and, you know, balance and turn. You cannot just keep on carrying them. As we go with Jesus, Jesus wants, sooner or later, you speak. As you speak, I'll back you up in Jesus' name. So, so uh, in 1 John 2, 6, it says, whoever says he abides in Christ ought to walk in the same way he walked. 1 John 2, 6, whoever says he abides in Christ ought to walk in the same way he walked. How did Jesus walk? We are to emulate his example. Jesus walked in humility with the Father, obedience with the Father. He, wa- he walked in love. He walked forgiving people. We see how he walked with, how he dealt with people. He walked with joy. You remember uh, Evangelist Miguel talking about joy. The joy of the Lord uh, is our strength. Joy, joy, joy. He said Jesus had joy immeasurable. Jesus what? He healed the sick, cast out demons, raised the dead. So these are the things Sooner or later, we have to walk because this is what he desires to. So if our walk is not in line with Jesus, we have to ask God to realign us. Realign us to where we need to to be. You know, it's not only like, you know, some of us uh, have been gifted in business. We have been gifted in every area, teaching gifts, in your, your police officers, wherever you are, if our walk is not aligning, or politicians, if our walk is not aligning with Christ, we need to ask God to align us. Amen. So they, there's one story about Elijah. Elijah, First Kings, this one I don't have on the slide. If you want to read this story, First Kings 18 and 19. It's where Elijah m- met the prophets of Baal and Asherah. 400 prophets of Baal and 400 of Asherah. And he created an altar. Someone preached about it. And the fire of God came. And guess what happened after that? Jezebel told him, because you've done this, you know, technically I'm going to kill you. And what happened to Elijah? He took off running. (laughs) Out of fear, he ran. He ran, and God, through his mercy, sent angels. You see angels feeding him. Eventually, he, he went to that mountain, Horeb. And it's very interesting what God told him the first time. You know, sometimes uh, I look what God says the first time he meets. He told Elijah, what are you doing here? After running for 40 days... The first thing God asked him, what are you doing here? What are you doing in the cave? Yeah. And, you know, Elijah was like, oh, you know, I, uh, all the prophets are dead. You know, I'm t- they're trying to kill me. You know, I'm the only one left. And God can be asking us, what are you doing in that place of helplessness? What are you doing in the place of despair? What are you doing in that place of worry and rebelliousness and pride? What are you doing? Don't you know who I am? You know, come, ask and you shall receive. Seek and you shall find. Knock and the door shall be opened unto you. 
And guess what God did? He said, go anoint two kings and a prophet uh, to, to, to replace him. And that's a strategy, spiritual warfare. He, he, he said, your problem, you need a king. God gave him a solution. The, the king that slaughtered Jezebel, Jehu, he gave him a king. What does kings, you know, they carry authority, power, resources. So there are things in our lives God will bring people that can give us what? What we need. So we need not despise people. Because some, sometimes uh, the help is too much for you. God will send people to help you. And he has anointed them differently. Amen. So let's say a quick prayer uh, according to this. So Heavenly Father, we, we, we ask that you send angels in our ministries, ministering spirits, as we walk on this earth, sometimes as we fall back in despair, we ask you refresh us, refresh our walk, our journey. Lord, and we also ask you send people that can also help us in this ministry to, to achieve the destiny, the purposes you have in store for us. Lord Jesus, we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So, so at times we need help. Sometimes we need a little bit of wisdom. But I also want us to look at, you know, uh, we, we have, in our families, we all have, some of us, we have firearms, right? We have firearms to protect us. You know, some of us, you know, some of us have AR-15. Some of us have... Uh, I always see Pastor Dan, you know, with a big gun to make sure the bear doesn't, you know. <laughs> yeah, you know. And, and uh, some people have bazookas, you know, you know. And that's a physical, which is very uh, powerful. But also, God has given us spiritual weapons, Amen. Yeah, you know, that we also need to utilize, you know. So... So if, if, if there was a police officer outside and people, there were criminals killing people, robbing the store, if the police officer would be like, you know, I'm going to wait for the governor. I'm going to wait for the president to come take care of this situation. You know, how would we? But as Christians, sometimes that we, we, we say, oh, you know, I'm just going to wait. But Jesus said, I have given you Power and authority over all the power of the enemy. Yeah? Yeah. So, so God says, hey, take the weapon, the word, yeah, and go after what the enemy is doing in your life. Amen? Can he come? Yeah. Can he come? Absolutely. He does. But as we walk with him, he's like, you deal with the enemy. So Luke 10:19. So behold, I give you power power to tread upon serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall by any means hurt you. So when we deal with enemies, God has given us power and authority. I notice for me, sometimes I don't see the enemy. To be honest, sometimes I don't know even, sometimes I don't see God until sometimes he reveals himself, you, you know. So there's some blindness 
we walk. So sometimes we have to ask God, God, help me see. You know, sometimes I don't see, you know. Uh, let's put that verse up there uh, quickly. And, uh, and something I need to highlight, you know, something might help in a spiritual warfare. Jesus says, I give you serpents and scorpions. Those are forms of evil spirits, you know. And a serpent, how does a serpent behave? It camouflages. And if you're walking on this, uh, in the wood, if you're not careful, you'll step on a serpent. And it will strike you. So one thing the enemy does, he camouflages. The other thing is the enemy, well, he, he lays a trap. Serpent's trap. You know, so you can see what Jesus, why he used this actually. And, and the other thing about serpents is what? When they strike you, they leave poisons. Very important. This is, uh, you know, if you can accept, accept. If not, it's fine. And a scorpion spirit, what does it do? A scorpion, when he strikes you, a lot of pain. So when you go to the hospital, they're like, what happened? You know, they can't find anything. You're just saying, you're in so much pain. But they, they struggle to see. So, and I remember Kelly telling me about the scorpion. So, so let's go back to the serpent. A serpent, when it strikes, the poison spreads through your body. Right? When... A physical manifestation comes, we see it sometimes as a disease of sickness that is spreading all over your body. And for us, you think, oh, it's just a sickness or a disease. Spiritually, it's a poison that is killing your system. Huh? Did you get that? So, 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 so God says, I have given you power and authority. As the way God can operate through the spirit... And, and cleansers and healers, sometimes the enemy does the same thing. So when, when, when you see this, when Jesus is saying these things, always go deeper. And on Ephesians 6.12, what does he say? Our struggle is not against flesh and blood. Not against, but against rulers, against forces of darkness, against spiritual wickedness in the heavenly places. Amen. So sometimes we fail to see the enemy. And one thing, one way the Lord showed me where the enemy lies, where you start is your family. Because that's where he camouflages. And I'll show you how he camouflages. You know, there are some things we ignore. Oh, this runs in the family. And you're like, ah, oh, that runs in the family. You know, uh, I'll say my family. So... Uh, these are examples of my family that I had to pray against. Poverty, 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 poverty. Early death, early death. Men used to die early. You know, cancer, 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 cancer. You know, I remember my auntie. I remember my uncle. It's like, and sometimes you think it's straight, but it's not. It's just a pattern. It's something that runs in your blood. When we came to this earth, our blood we met was contaminated. Our blood speaks words. The Bible says, Jesus says, the, uh, life is in the blood. 
When we go to a doctor, the doctor will be like, oh, this runs in your DNA. When we go to the word of God, God says, this is in your blood. Life is in your blood. So our blood is speaking. Jesus, the Bible says the blood of Jesus speaks a better word. When, when Cain killed Abel, what did God say? The blood of Abel is speaking. So blood speaks. Sometimes it speaks infirmity. Sometimes it speaks generational diseases, curses. But the blood of Jesus speaks a better thing. Amen. So we, we always ask for the blood. That's why communion is important. You know, for the blood of Jesus to cleanse whatever it's, it's speaking in our bloodline. So uh, John 10.10. 10, it says, the thief comes in order to steal, kill, and destroy. But I have come so that you can have life and in abundance. To, to full till it overflows. God wants to heal us. God wants to, to restore to bless us. But what does the enemy want? To steal. Destroy our marriages. Destroy our families. Destroy, you know, very rarely in my life, maybe twice, Satan came and said, I am Satan. Very rarely. Sometimes he sends his followers, you know, to do their bidding. And one way he enters, unfortunately, is through our bloodline. You know, and we have to ask God to come and heal whatever, you know, whatever happened. And, and some of us, you know, uh, this, this we know. And, and unfortunately, unless God wants someone to stand, if you do not stand and fight and cut this off, guess what? It goes to our children. And our children will be like, oh, yeah, you know, my mother and father used to fight this. And the children's children will be like, oh, yeah, this is in my mother and my father. So, so and there are these patterns, you know. Uh, and if you look at it, even in the New Testament, you can look certain patterns that Jesus uh, mentioned. One of it, when he met the woman at the well, Jacob's well, he said, you've been married how many times? Five times, you know. God identified the pattern in that person's life. And he said, you need to come to the living waters and drink, right? And find, and find healing. So that's where we get healing when we, when we see these patterns, amen? So, so let's say a quick prayer. And we ask the Heavenly Father uh, to, to heal us. Um, from these patterns, you know, that runs in our families. Uh, so, Heavenly Father, we bring our families, not only us, but also people who are identified in these bloodlines, Lord. And Father, we ask, as you told Gideon to strike the altar down of his father's house, Lord, if there's any altar of the enemy that he'll still speak in, against us. We ask for, for your fire to come down spiritually and destroy them. Father, we ask for a generational healing of our bloodline, Lord. Father, we ask for every pattern that in our bloodline to be destroyed. Uh, Father, we ask anywhere that the enemy is entering to still kill and destroy our families through the bloodline. We ask for the blood of Jesus to shut those doors. Any covenant of the enemy against that is working, uh, that is contrary to the blood of Jesus. 
we ask for those covenants to be destroyed. Any generational curses to be destroyed in the name of Jesus. Father, we ask uh, any poison in our bloodstream, any contamination in our bloodstream, any irregularities in our DNA, Lord, we ask for your healing in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. So as we go on, lastly, we're going to ask God to, to anoint us with fire. I remember, you know, uh, 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 the time I asked Pastor Dan, uh, Dan, I want to start a deliverance group. And Dan was like, do it. And I was like, <laughs> then I went home. Then I'm like, all my insecurities started piling up. <laughs> you know, oh, Lord, I don't know if I have enough power. I don't know if I have enough. Uh, I don't know, you know. Uh, I, you know and, and I remember receiving a prophetic word. You know, that helped me. And you're gonna, it might help some of you. And, uh, and the person came and, and called me. You know, that's why sometimes, you know, when they tell you is exactly what's going on in, in your heart. And they're like, the Lord said, you know, he's going to anoint you with fire. And whenever you're casting out demons, they will meet him and not me. I was like, whoa. So that's how it's supposed to be. So, 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 so when you are healing the sick, you know, uh, ministering to people, they are supposed to meet who? The, 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 you know, the king of kings, the ancient of days, you, you know, yeah, the alpha and omega. That's who they're supposed to meet. But sometimes they meet with all our insecurity and fear and we, and we put God in a box. You, you know, they're supposed to meet, yeah, the, yeah, the Alpha and Omega. There's no one like him, you know, the way they are saying, amen? So, so one of these verses, one of these verses uh, I like, we're going to stand on, is, uh, we, we'll see like a couple of them. Matthew 3, 11, 12, that says, I, I indeed baptize you with water unto repentance, but he that cometh after me is mightier than I, whose shoes I will not, uh, not worthy to bear. He shall baptize you with Holy Ghost and fire. You know, uh, God has, sometimes we need love, and he hits us with love. Sometimes we need joy. Sometimes we need peace. But sometimes we need his fire, his judgment. And when that comes, he tells the devil, let my people go. That is the fire of God. You better let my people go. That, that, so when he manifests with fire, that's what happens. Amen. So, um, and another one is uh, Revelation 1, 12 to 14. Oh, at 12. Uh, okay, we'll begin with 12. Then I turned to see the voice that was speaking with me. After turning, I saw seven golden lampstands. And in the midst of the lampstands, I saw someone like the Son of Man, dressed in the robe, reaching his feet, with a golden sash wrapped around his chest. Uh, and if you go on, he says his, uh, his head and his hair was white as snow. And his eyes were like a flame of fire. And lastly, Daniel 7, 9 to 10. 
I kept looking until the thrones were set up, and the ancient of days took his seat. You see how God now manifests. His garments was white as snow. His hair on his head was pure wool. His throne was flames of fire. Its wheels were a burning fire. A river of fire was flowing from him and coming out before him. And thousands upon thousands were attending to him. Ten thousands upon ten thousand were standing before him. And the courts were seated and the books were open. That was a, a, a vision Daniel was given. So we're going to ask God to anoint us with that fire. The fire that cleanses. The fire that delivers. The fire that, you know, fire that we burn for him. We love him totally. Fire that makes us also love, passion. Pastor Down talk passion to love other people too, you know. So we're going to ask him to anoint us with that fire, Lord. So uh, can you please stand up, you know? Yeah. So I'm just going to start praying. So Heavenly Father has, was in the day of Pentecost. Lord, we ask for your fire to come down. For some of us, more of your refreshing fire. For some of us, we, we ask God, you turn up that fire. It's inside of our hearts. Lord, we ask you to anoint our, our eyes with your fire, with your presence. We see what you see. Anoint our mouth with your fire to speak as you speak. Uh, anoint our heart with your fire to love as you love, Lord. Lord, we, uh, we ask you anoint our hands with your fire. We anoint our feet with your fire. So Holy Ghost, we ask you, 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 you burn anything in our bodies that is not of you. Purge anything in our body that is not of you by your presence. So, so lay hands on the top of your head and the soles and, and, the, and on your stomach. And just repeat after me. Holy Ghost fire. Holy Ghost fire, from the top of my head to the soles of my feet. Holy Ghost fire, Holy Ghost fire, Holy Ghost fire, Holy Ghost fire, Holy Ghost fire. Jesus, thank you for anointing us with your fire. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. And, and when the Lord anointed me with fire, sometimes I did not know until the enemy came against me. Then he felt it, amen. Did anyone feel the, 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 some fire burning? Amen, amen, a bunch of you, amen. Thank you. So let's thank Jesus, yeah. And thank everyone in the home too. May the Lord anoint you with fire. In channel 11 too, may the Lord anoint you with the fire of his presence in Jesus' name. Amen. Wow, I love that. Don't you love that word? I like that part about the, God's calling us to keep growing. Don't you want to keep growing spiritually? 
John Wimber uh, said, spiritually, I want to grow up before I grow old. <laughs> I want to grow up before I grow old. And then this whole thing on fire, you know, um, the world, you know, the, the world has bucket lists. They, I want to get all these things done. These are the things I want to do before I die. You know, I'm going to do most of my bucket list after I get to heaven. I don't have to have a bunch of stuff I have to do because I, want, I, I just want the fire of God. I just want, I want to live, we were, we were wired and created to be on fire in the Holy Spirit. So find out what you need to do in God to, be, to stay on fire because there'll be a smile on your face, a song in your heart, a dance in your step, every, every bit of your life journey if we do that. Remember, you matter to God. You matter. He loves you. Don't forget that. You are so significant to him. You so matter. Your problems matter. Your life matters. Your future matters. Don't forget that. Say, say this to yourself, right? I matter to God. I matter to God. And you matter to us, too. We love you. Thank you for being with us today. And you have a good rest of your day. Remember, Jesus said, be of good cheer. You will, in this world, you'll have tribulations, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Be of good cheer. God bless you. Thanks for being with us today. If you need prayer for a miracle in your life, we have a healing team at the altar coming right now. Come and get, come and get your miracle today, okay? God bless you. We'll see you next time.